From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Time for a story. The setting is an evening of celebration for the employees of BYU Radio, their friends, their family, just kind of a big self-contained talent show. And we're all having a great time. We're laughing at each other's jokes, a good evening. And somewhere in the middle of the program, onto the stage comes a young guy surrounded by his bandmates, all on acoustic instruments, performing an original tune that has us all cheering. We're all experiencing that moment you may have had when someone you work alongside with every day winds up having this secret identity as a very talented person you didn't know about. We've had our eye on Solomon Reynolds ever since that night and have wanted him to come chat, play songs for us in front of the Highway 89 microphone. Glad to have him with us on today's episode and looking forward to it. To give you just a taste before we launch into some conversation, here's a song for the Harry Potter fan in all of us. It's called Emma Dear, Solomon Reynolds, live on Highway 89. Dear Emma Watson, please hear me through. I've got things to say. And they're all for you When we first met you were on a screen Leviosa had me out of my seat It's the years past we moved on to other things But still you had my eyes on flowers on walls What I admired most was your integrity you manage health and fame in subtle harmony, yeah. Dear Emma Watson, please hear me through. I've got things to say, and they're all for you. Later in college, the spruce of my dorm room. Well, wait in the white Amazonian vest I found an old poster of Dear Emma Watson And that started flooding my mind from the past When I lay down my head to rest Well, did I saw Show you me burning brightly still My heart was in throes Dear Emma Changed that day. I fell in love with. I fell in love with. I think I fell in love with you. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. 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 Whoa, 
Sorry for the unnaturalness of it all But darling, there's one problem Ooh, you're a goddess known by a million years And I am only but a man so this is what I propose we can do We need to be on equal ground I need fame, need a name, critical accolade Only then can we see each other the same Ooh, Just wait for me to ascend to Peak of Mount Olympus, dear Emma Watson. I think that's it. There's only one thing you need to do just wait for me. On Highway 89, we're listening to Solomon Reynolds, singer-songwriter. Solomon. Hi, Steve. Do you have evidence she has heard that song? I don't. No, no tweets, no uh, legal allegations, no lawyers coming after me yet. But okay. well, That means maybe she's that's taking good your advice. Oh, she's, she's waiting. waiting. She's waiting. Okay. She's waiting and watching. We can maybe sort of imagine how that song came into your head, but but tell me. From your point of view. So I was serving an LDS mission, and to, to ward off some stress, I bought a guitar, and I started writing some songs, and this really cool tune got into my head, and I thought, all right, I can't just waste this on any old love song. So I thought of you know the biggest crush that I've ever had in my life, and of course, it's someone that I don't know. It's, it's Emma Watson, celebrity crush. And I wrote it really innocently, thinking, you know, I'm totally in love with you, and this is going to work out at some point, maybe in our lives. And I don't know, as, as I've uh, settled more into my 20s, maybe more maturity has settled in and I realized that this song totally unrealistic and probably maybe a little creepy um, <laughs> but it's it's totally depicting love that will never be reciprocated and uh, maybe someone's unhealthy crush with celebrity so it's still pretty fun to yeah. hear <laughs> I'm sure she's taking the oh good there's something I can do wait yeah. <laughs> you know we live in an era where it is more possible than it ever was before for a singer songwriter to get their stuff out sometimes on SoundCloud sometimes a video made in a bedroom you've done all of this oh totally uh, just uh, and there's ways to get it out i think it's interesting i actually first met when you were on highway 89 with the byu singers i remember mm -hmm. they all were leaving after a taping and you turned around and said this is a cool building are there student jobs here <laughs> <laughs> and i thought well this is an enterprising young fellow and so that's what you've done with your music as well it seems like you also made a video about this song. Totally. Um, so I feel like a lot of times in my life I, I realize that I want to do something maybe a little silly and then I kind of just do it. Um, I had a crowdfunding campaign to raise enough money for the music video I wanted to write for this song and I made some friends in the film department here at Brigham Young University and we shot a, a tiny little movie and it turned out pretty well. Um, I got a lot of friends involved, like 76 backers I think on the crowdfunding campaign and it turned out surprisingly successful. So maybe a lot of people have celebrity crushes that they can <laughs> find a lot of they don't of admit it, they're relating. They're re that's why lots of people go to the movies, I think. So two more songs before we talk some more. Tell me about I Still and about Home and Heart. So I think at this point in my life, 
all that I can really write about is dinky little love songs or maybe unrequited love. Um, I haven't really gotten into the, like my 30s and the hard drugs that come with the 30s. So, <laughs> um, I Still is about a girl that I used to be in love with, and at the end of it all, she chose someone else. And it was just the, the lingering love that comes about from falling in love and then it not working out. My mom told me something really interesting the other day. She said, love either ends tragically or beautifully, and there's no in between. And I thought that was so poignant because I'm wondering why I'm losing all these relationships to tragedy, but I guess it's just kind of how it falls. So Home and Heart is a song that I wrote on the way to a friend's wedding. And so it it might be classified as a wedding song. Uh, I was writing the fourth verse in the car to the reception where we were going to sing. It was me and my band at the time. (laughs) Nothing like creative pressure. Yeah, absolutely. So here's a cool dichotomy. I still is about unrequited love and home and heart is about, you know, a a nice marital uh, enterprise, an internal relationship. Good. Solomon Reynolds, we're going to hear this pair of songs here live on Highway 89. I still at home and heart. I don't want to fly away Before I get the chance to say that I love you It's true Please ignore the where and when This moment won't come back again but I love you it's true love let's make the most of today because tomorrow's more gray we'll be walking our separate ways Chariots and kings 
It dawned on me that there was more In fact, all kinds of things Love Love Somebody told me once What makes a home is hard And heart is gained by love Obtained by those who fill the fire Love between two people and a little family Will always trump the fear that comes from sheer uncertainty Like ooh, like ooh Admittedly, opening up makes me uncomfortable My soul is far less prone to skies when I'm not vulnerable But honey, after all this time, I swear that I'm in love Cause all my fears and faults were freed when you fell from above Like ooh, like ooh Where once I held success and fame in such a high regard Well, I'm now completely satisfied with you beautiful moms Whoa, life is worth a whole lot more whenever I'm with you Although we've had our ups and downs, eternities in you Like ooh, like ooh, like ooh, like ooh Well, once I held success and fame in such a high regard Well, I'm now completely satisfied with you giving my arms Whoa, life's worth a whole lot more whenever I'm with you Although we've had our ups and downs, eternities in view Coming to you from Studio 6, this is Highway 89, always live. Solomon Reynolds performing I Still and Home and Heart. There is a pretty fun-loving spirit in your music, but you also have some pretty serious topics, too, that you've addressed. For sure. I feel like, I don't know, in my life I've experienced a lot of poignancies and a lot of really deep heartache. And I feel like that's the main reason why I like writing songs, because it's a way to share my heart in a cathartic way that might help other people unleash their aching hearts. Do you remember the first time you wrote a song? I did, yeah. It was awful. <laughs> I, at that time, I was really influenced by like heavy metal and screamo. I think it was when my hormones were just starting to develop. So <laughs> it was very simplistic and very ugly and very, I don't know, kind of brooding and <laughs> probably uh, over-exaggerated in, I don't know, how I was feeling. But it must have felt good to do it, though. Absolutely, kept, yeah, totally. And I feel it. so. I was watching this this punk rock documentary once in a class that I took, and in this band, the lead guitarist, he he was saying everyone in the world should write a song because that would end all wars. It would make peace between nations if everyone was would be able to articulate themselves through song and through poetry and figure out how to how to understand their feelings. I remember I I was going through a heartache. I guess it's a theme of me. I guess. And I was listening to sad songs, sad playlists on, on the internet. And one song in particular, uh, a song by Sharon Van Etten, it's called uh, Much More Than That. It really helped me understand everything that I was feeling. And it, it helped kind of excavate all like the emotional pus that was <laughs> building up in my heart. And I've always had a, a really, really big testimony of how important songs are in helping us understand ourselves. Two of these 
that we're going to hear, I think, are explorations of how certain things felt. I wonder if you'd tell me a little bit about everything and Father's Day. For sure. Uh, about a year ago, I, this really beautiful melody came into my head at like 3 a.m., as I, I suppose they're prone to do. And I started writing another stupid love song. And I was thinking to myself, I can't waste this melody on another stupid love song. And so I was thinking, what is a more genuine, what is a more uh, concentrated form of love? And I thought of the love that my mom has for me. And I was thinking, this song needs to be about a mother's love for her baby. So everything is, it depicts a mother's devotion and how she gives up her entire life for this child that changes everything in her life. Father's Day is a bit autobiographical. Part of it comes from a story that I saw in a movie once, The Spectacular Now. The main character has a strained relationship with his own dad. And I have kind of a strained relationship with my dad. And it really helped me understand the feelings that I had in my heart, the anger, the hurt, but also the forgiveness that lies somewhere, somewhere inside of me. Mm. So that's these two songs. Nice. Let's hear this pair. Solomon Reynolds, singer-songwriter, singing for us today on Highway 89. You were everything to me I carried you inside And I let all of your dreams Marry into mine Who knew this life Could fill up my whole soul Oh, as the days pass by I love you more and more You were everything to me your little body glowed With a smile you joyfully Illuminate our home Who knew this life Could fill up my whole soul Oh, as the days pass by I love you more and more I try to keep you I try in vain Who knew this life could fill up my whole soul Oh, as the days pass by I love you more And I need you more And I miss you more and more Don't know me, but I want you to know me It's been a long time, ask me questions two or three And I'll answer 
Pair of songs from singer-songwriter Solomon Reynolds. That's everything and Father's Day. Solomon, at the very introduction we talked about, here we are at kind of this work party, and we were all surprised, like, oh, look, Solomon sings. Who knew? So now we're going to do another surprise, which is Solomon sings opera. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) So um, it's a very different thing than the songs you're singing for us right now, but you've graduated vocal performance. And I just wonder if you can tell me, as a student of opera, tell me a little bit about what you like about that genre. Opera... It is the pinnacle of classical training. It's it's incredibly hard. Renee Fleming has called it an Olympic sport, is mm-hmm. operatic singing. And there's a fulfillment that comes from doing very, very hard things, especially disciplines. I'm sure doctors and lawyers get it, or I'm sure, I don't know, blue-collar workers get it. When when your muscles ache at the end of the day from, from exerting so much effort. And that's kind of what opera singing is to me. Pop singing is more of a... It's something I do to relax. It's something I do to unwind. And opera singing is totally vocational. It feels like an exertion. Like Uh after you run a mile or two miles or 10 miles or a marathon, that feeling of, I did something good today. That's kind of how it feels. But it's very hard, very, very difficult. So when did you first start thinking, well, I might actually look at music as a career? Okay, this is a cool story, Steve. So I was a junior in high school and I was a cellist. My high school orchestra, we won all state 
in Texas. And so mm-hmm. we got to go to the Allstate Convention in San Antonio. While I was there, a friend of mine, on a whim, she said, hey, let's go to the Mixed Choir concert. I have a friend that's performing. And I thought, okay. So we stood in line, we got some free tickets, and stood in this, this huge ballroom at a convention center in San Antonio. The best 200 singers in the state of Texas, which is kind of mind-blowing if you think about it, they got up on stage and they started singing these beautiful songs. And I just remember at the end of the set, at the end of their performance, I was weeping. Tears were just, you know, watering my collar and flowers were growing out of them, I suppose. <laughs> and I thought, I need to start singing. And this I haven't thought about music vocationally yet. I just thought, I need to start singing. I want to be in that choir. So my senior year, I joined choir and I worked for months learning the audition music to see if I can audition for that all-state choir. So about four or five rounds in, I realized that I've made the All-State Choir after sweat, after months of of working really hard. And I've always thought of myself as probably academically unmotivated or very, very lazy. And this was probably the first time in my life that through music, I achieved something that I didn't think was possible. Mm. They had solo auditions once you get to San Antonio. Again, this was 2012 in February. And I auditioned for the Mozart solo at the All-State Choir Convention. And through some dumb luck, I managed to land the Mozart tenor solo in Mo- Mozart's coronation mass. I think it was the white wig you wore. I, ma- maybe in the makeup and the high heels, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember practicing with this choir, which a year ago had brought me to tears, reduced me to tears. My back was to them. I was standing in line with the soloists, and we were, we were rehearsing the solo parts. And I, I tried to start singing, and you know that frog kind of got in my throat, and the tears started coming again. And there's this thought in my mind that maybe there's something to music, maybe there's something that I need to do with this. It just felt so overwhelmingly easy to continue to pursue music. I auditioned for the voice program at BYU and got in um, with scholarship, which was incredible to me because I didn't, uh, I was atrocious with my test scores and with my extracurricular activities. So something, some, some, someone somewhere must have been, you know, pulling strings for me. <laughs> and it was just too easy to not continue to pursue music, to leave it. I've always felt that there's something so special about music and something that I need to share with other people. Mm. I don't know. That's a profound feeling I've had. So if a law was passed that nobody could be a musician for a living... What would I do? What would, what would your cho- next choice okay. be? Okay. <laughs> so, well, in high school, I'd always thought, I want to be you know, a rich dude with a beautiful family and nice car and a beautiful grass lawn. So I thought, I need to be a lawyer or I need to be an engineer. So my academic envy, if I were to go back and do it a couple times, I might you know, maybe do computer science or go into law. Um, and then probably cry myself to sleep because <laughs> I wouldn't be able to play the piano or anything or sing. Let's have you sing then. Sure. <laughs> to dispel that image. So tell me about for Anna, and I'm quite intrigued by this, I uh, haven't heard this one, social anxiety. I think if you ever tell someone that you're a singer, especially an opera singer, they'll say, oh, give us something, you know, sing for us. And I, I think to myself, well, you're an engineer, do some math for me, you know, like build, uh, build, me, a, build me a building or something. A friend of mine, she knew I was a singer-songwriter, and she said, hey, write me a song. And I thought, no, I really, I don't want to do this. But she was leaving for Chicago to pursue a doctorate in some cool degree. And I thought, okay, I guess I'll write a song for you. We, we knew each other for about a month. So it's just, it's about meeting someone that's really, really cool. It's a friend of yours, and you just want her to do really good things. So that's for Anna, a song dedicated to her. And then Social Anxiety. 
I think all of us can relate to being at a party and just not really wanting to be there or uh, talking to someone and not knowing how to end the conversation or sitting next to someone <laughs> not knowing how to start a conversation. And so that song, it, it aims to depict all the bubbling, gurgling emotions that come about when you're trying to be cool with other people or like trying to be smooth and you just can't cut it. All right. Time for For Anna and Social Anxiety. This is Highway 89, Solomon Reynolds Live. I thought I'd take the time to say Before this ends and you go away Anna, Anna, Anna It really hasn't been too long yeah, here I am singing this song And oh, and oh, and oh Well, Chicago's waiting for your great mind I swear I don't care if you leave me behind Just know that you're sweet and you're all so kind Yeah, and oh, and oh, and oh you're gonna help this world become a better place By reading all your books beside your bottomless bookcase And oh, and oh, and oh Don't forget that you are kind and beautiful And that you deserve about a million more pillows And oh, and oh, and oh Well, Chicago is waiting for your great mind I swear I don't care if you leave me behind Just know that you're sweet and you're all so kind Yeah, Anna, Anna, Anna Anna, Anna, Anna Every time I try to say exactly what I want All my words get caught up in Whirlpools of thoughts and feelings I'm just hanging on Breathless and I'm wrestling Social anxiety I swear it's killing me I'm screaming silently Pleading for some relief Struggling to build the courage just to leave my room Fingers are trembling Sweating at the thought of all the things they might assume Slowly disassembling Oh, my anxieties I swear they're killing me I'm screaming silently Pleading for some relief Let not my only soul is this The inside of my own knowledge I try but I can't break through it It's out of my life So sure Anxiety 
That's where it's killing me. I'm screaming silently, pleading for some relief. Social anxiety. Brought to you live, <laughs> and before that, for Anna, it's always live, Steve. <laughs> Social anxiety is always live. <laughs> uh, we've heard about classical training. We've talked a little bit about singer songwritering, and um, do you see yourself pursuing one of the other of those more than the other? That's probably the biggest anxiety socially that I have right now in my life. Um, I just graduated with my with my vocal performance degree from BYU, and I realized that I have too many passions to fit into one vocational path. I want to. I'm also an actor, Steve, so I'd love to go into film. I'd love to go into singer songwriting and recording. I'd love to go into opera, maybe musical theater. But I honestly have no idea. Uh, I struggle with having too many too many toes and too many bodies of water. I suppose. <laughs> also, uh, you've been a band leader. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, in fact, for a while, uh, one of the pieces that we heard you sing, you, we were joined by some people doing percussion and singing along with you. And I think the, the band was called Happy Medium. Happy Medium, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your Happy Medium days and about working with other people. I had in my mind, um, before I before I came back to, to school after my, my LDS mission, I gathered a list of people that I wanted to gather together into a musical collective, into a band. And when I got here, I started I started really meshing with my guitarist friend, really getting to know um, a vocalist that I adore. And we decided that we love making music together. So we started, we, we were really influenced by the faux folk movement that's been going along in the 21st century. It's this hark back to our uh, folk roots, bluegrass or country, and it's mixed in with um, independent recording studios. So sometimes you get harmonies that are really cool and maybe sometimes out of tune, but you get a lot of percussive <laughs> instruments and it's this whole indie indie folk uh, vibe mm-hmm. that we were trying to get at. Happy Medium was an attempt to uh, find some sort of medium between different song genres and pull from from different influences to find a you know, happy musical medium. But I guess we stuck with indie folk as our main label, our main stamp. Where were you on your mission? I served in Singapore and Malaysia. Mm. Any musical influences from there? Or was it just such a different world of music? It was it was an incredibly different world, but sometimes when you're walking along like the river waterfront or you're downtown, there'll be buskers all the way in Malaysia that have their guitar and their guitar case open and they're they're singing pop songs. And just all the way around the world there are still people that can write intimate songs from themselves on their own guitars mm-hmm. and then they try and promote themselves publicly by busking on the streets and I thought that was amazing if they could do it I guess I could do it so, so you're, you're walking down the street in Singapore going oh Bob Dylan <laughs> for sure yeah <laughs> you're here too we have time for one more song so tell me a little bit about my oh my <laughs> I went on a first date, Steve, and this girl, I, I, I thought we hit it off. I thought we were going to get married, as I'm prone to do on first dates. This doesn't sound like it's going to end well. <laughs> um, and it didn't end well. <laughs> she, she stopped texting me back uh, you know, a couple of days after the first date. But it got me thinking of when love is young and new and vibrant and idealistic, and you don't fight, you don't quarrel, you're not annoyed by each other, there's this beautiful like green stage of romance. And my oh my tried to depict young love in its purest, finest form. Good. Let's hear it.
Whoa, don't you think it's strange, my darling girl, this new infatuation? Low hearts take time to change, my darling girl, but here's our situation. What we've been thrown right into terrifying circumstances, but I can hardly say I care. Well, some say love's more scary than the tigers or the bears, but I'm not lying when I say, no, my, oh, my, no, my, oh, my, one, two, three. Oh, it's not been that long, my darling girl, since we first met each other. But what we have ain't wrong, my darling girl, that's why it's worth the bother. Look, oh, when you know, you know, and it is far from fickle love. And I don't care what people say, things like... Oh, you're too young to understand these feelings anyway. But honey, you're the one for me. Blow my, oh my. Blow my, oh my. No, darling, that don't concern me one bit. Cause deep inside my bones, I know you're the one for me. In fact, you got me singing something maybe you've heard before. Goes a little something like this. It's been a pleasure sharing music and conversation today with our own Solomon Reynolds. You can find him all over YouTube, on social media, including a music video, Emma Deer, a song about Emma Watson, produced by Solomon and his friends, including Abby Vance, who once upon a time was one of our student assistants right here on Highway 89. If you just caught part of the show, you'd like to hear the beginning, listen again, or share it with a friend, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org highway 89. 
Also follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Victoria Khalil and Naomi Campbell. And our producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. 